Hey guys, and welcome to episode 63 of the Pixel Street Podcast, where this week we are completely dedicated to our 2019 E3 predictions and wish list. You can find the Pixel Street Podcast on most podcasts. I can't talk. You can find the (laughs) the podcast on most podcast platforms on Fridays, as well as on YouTube. You can now watch the show directly on our Facebook group by searching for Pixel Street Podcast over there. And we enjoyed having new people follow our content, and we hope to keep you around. With that in mind, we have decided to run another giveaway on our Twitter. Go over to at Pixel Street Pod. Give us a follow there. We're almost halfway to 100 followers. Uh, Once we get closer to that number, we will really start discussing what we're giving away but at the moment we don't know um as i said earlier this week's show is wholly dedicated to e3 2019 what we think we'll see what we want to see all the good stuff that goes along with that i am your host today john hansen joined by the man who has limped his way from death twice in the last couple weeks joel campos how's it going joel uh been better Uh, i can kind of walk but kind of can't at the same time so it's fun all right, and we are also joined by the man who doesn't know what on in 10 minutes means, Connor Cop. How's it going, Connor? You know, that's a pretty accurate description if you ask my fiance. Um, I will claim plausible deniability and say I know nothing. <laughs> all right, so before we jump into here really quick, can we just all agree that the Microsoft conference is the big one this year? Like, this is the one we're most excited for? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think it's certainly the one to watch. We'll probably get the most news out of there. I mean, it's it's easy to say that this is that is the one that uh, we can expect to see the biggest things out of there. Have the most to gain out of this. No Sony being there means more third parties are going going to be over with them. So, uh, yeah, and also, I think the most important thing is that it's not on like a Monday at nine a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's on the actual weekend. Yeah, it's. Sunday, oh, I actually have it pulled up here, Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, so that's 3 p.m. Central Time, or is it, yeah, that's 3 p.m. Central Time for us, um, that's just great timing, it's not like this uh, Pokemon Direct that's coming up this week, that is this Wednesday at 9 a.m. our time, which is stupid, but whatever, uh, before we go into that... What conferences are you guys, like, least excited for? Least excited for yeah. me is, is maybe Ubisoft. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm looking at my list of predictions here, and I literally have it blank. I have no expectations. <laughs> oh, damn. How about yeah, you, to be honest, uh, when it comes to the press conferences, E3 as a whole just gets me super excited and giddy. So I'm excited to see everything. But if I had to say one that I expect to care about the least um probably gonna go with square enix i just feel like they probably don't have a strong offering this year mm-hmm. uh, final fantasy on, 7 man. seems like the only avengers. threat hanging uh, on avengers uh... oh that oh, that's fair okay avengers uh so that's one thing uh still not enough to redeem them i'm not gonna lie uh avengers is about well okay there's another thing on there that i'm excited for but uh avengers is definitely the big reason for me if we're not counting the PC and Devolver ones because there will be something in there, but probably nothing. But if I would say from the list we're going to talk about today, Bethesda is probably my least excited for this year. Uh, they just, I I just don't know what they really have to show. I mean, are, they're going to talk about Rage Two probably. I really don't have much interest in that. Fallout seventy six, I have no interest in. 
the Wolfenstein co-op game. Okay, that's cool, but again, maybe I'll pick that up at some time when it's on sale or something. Uh, when it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, even though we know Elder Scrolls and Starfield aren't going to be there, I still... I've never liked Elder Scrolls and Starfield I have to see more of to care for. So there's just not really anything there that has me especially hyped. I'm going to watch it regardless and everything, but still. You know, to be honest with you, I think I'm going to retcon my choice and I'm going to go with EA instead. Uh, If it weren't for Star Wars, uh, then I probably wouldn't even watch the EA press conference. That is really fair. But speaking of EA, that is actually our first topic up today. Um, So EA this year, they actually are not running their own conference. They are doing what they're calling the EA Play live stream that goes from Sunday essentially all day. And then I think it carries over. Or I I mean, it starts Saturday and I think it carries over in the Sunday. The games that they have announced on their schedule so far have been Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Apex Season 2, um, The Sims 4, Madden 20, FIFA 20. That is all they have said is going to be appearing in their live streams. Uh, Battlefield 5 is going to be there as oh, well. Oh, you're right. Battlefield 5 as well. So we know that is there. There's always the chance. All of these predictions and uh, wish listing, I'm going to allow them being carried over into other conferences. Just anything that has to do with E3, we are counting here, okay? So, Joel... What is your first prediction for anything EA at this year's? Like anything, it can be it could be games that aren't even included in that list of yes. what they said is going to yes. be there. Yes, it could be a, like a surprise announcement, Skate Four or whatever. I mean, let's not jump to conclusions here, John. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that we're going to see some gameplay from Star Wars. Personally, I mean, we have to, right? Yeah, that's a safe prediction. I I think they go really hard into it, really. Although. With it being such a focused single-player game, really, I am afraid that they might show too much. But go on. What else do you want? I mean, like, with that Star Wars stuff, what do you want to see from Star Wars? I don't know. Just kind of what it is. Because, like, right now we know it, like, the, in my opinion, as a Star Wars fan, like, the premise behind it is pretty cool. You know, you have a, uh, what is he somebody who went through the jedi training and just kind of escaped when they were trying to kill all the jedi from yeah. order what is it order 66 yeah in episode 3 when palpatine ordered 66 on all the jedis um, yeah and I, I mean like so like the premise is pretty cool and like what we have seen of cutscenes and stuff seems interesting but none of that really means anything unless the gameplay and you know the, whatever rpg aspect there is to it you know, are actually worth playing. Yeah, and uh, Respawn... I mean, have they said there are RPG RPG elements or anything in it yet? No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want to see. I got you. Because if there are, I would like to know that, you know? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this, like, has a really big Titanfall 2 vibe without a Titan. Like, you can, like, run on walls and everything, stuff like that, because that is areas where they excel in Titanfall and... Well, I guess kind of Apex, the like whole movement system they have in there. Um, I could definitely see them carry over some of those kind of things. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the big one for me as well. Uh, I really just want to see some gameplay on it, but uh, not to 
step over in Joel's territory, I'll kind of pull off in the other direction here. I really want to see what Apex pulls out for uh, Season 2. Uh, I think their first season was kind of lackluster with the fans. I think people just kind of hopped off the train pretty quick due to lack of content when you have games like Fortnite that uh, add new skins every single week, uh, sometimes every other day. Um, you know, it's definitely an egregious schedule, but uh, when there's other people out there doing that, that becomes the expectation in the industry. And uh, I think they've got to really go big uh, with season two here. And I really want to see what that uh, shakes out. Yeah, that is really interesting because on one hand, you've got Vince Zampella saying, hey, we're not going to overwork our our workers here. Uh, we don't have as big of a studio as Epic Games. We can't do that daily, weekly content thing. We're just going to focus on the season thing, which you're like, okay, cool. Take care of your workers. That's great. That's awesome. But then you have this other site here where you're mentioning like people fall off because it is the same game over and over again. They're not changing up the map or anything. They're not uh, introducing new skins. Just They're not bringing in anything on a on a weekly way of just bringing people back to the game. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of floating in the water right now. And it has been for the last couple months after it just launched to like huge numbers in February. Uh, it's just kind of weird to see it just not do anything when many were considering it like the biggest game in the industry for a good solid month there. Right. Yeah, it does seem like they're pretty. Uh, they're they're preparing to ramp up in a pretty heavy way. Uh, I don't know if you've been following on Twitter and whatnot, but their social medias have actually been teasing uh, new skins and whatnot for the next uh, battle pass mm-hmm. uh, or or challenges. Uh, I've seen them mention that a few times, so I wonder if there's uh, a little bit of a challenge system introduced here. Um, those skins that they've showed off are, are super super cool, and they're kind of exactly what I want. Uh, but I wonder if they kind of go a little bit further. Uh, and, and you would think they would have to at this point. Uh, you know, the battle pass clearly just wasn't enough with a lack of content. Uh, you know, not to keep making the Fortnite comparison, but uh, they change their map up all the time in order to keep things from feeling stale. And that's something that Respawn has teased. Uh, so I wonder if we get a huge event uh, of some sort uh, here uh, that is map changing or kind of changes the experience in a fundamental way. So, well, with with all these teases, do you think that this is something that could be like, and it's available in two hours? Yeah, absolutely. I, the the way they handled the launch of uh, Apex in general, I think that that's a no brainer for them. And I honestly think it was so successful for them the first time because people didn't have time to kind of make any snap judgments and word didn't get out really uh, about it. Uh, which worked in their favor considering the industry is kind of in a negative place lately. Uh, people are kind of looking for things to hate. and Especially uh, anything connected to EA. Absolutely. So I, I think that's an absolute safe bet. Yeah. Uh, so besides skins and challenges, do you think we get a new character? I bet they tease one. I bet it's a while before we actually see it in action. Okay. So I'm going to go there with my uh, prediction. I'm saying we're getting a new character for Apex available later that day. Um, I don't know what, don't know who. We just know it's going to be connected to the Titanfall universe somehow. Um, I also think they say like, hey, this is... They lay out like a ton of the new Battle Pass stuff. I don't think they make up anything to change the uh, the current map. I think they introduce a new map as well. I think they go the PUBG route here where they're 
every now and then they just put out a new map interesting um question about the new character do you think that the new character is going to be tied with the next season like do you think that it'll be like a uh like every season we're gonna get a new character type deal you know i think that would work very well for them because i, I agree because it just wouldn't so if you like if you compare that with overwatch overwatch always has this schedule where it's three heroes a year we always know around what time of year we're getting one and it's cool everyone can build up hype for that so if they have that kind of schedule with their seasons okay the end of the season coming with a new season coming we can expect a new hero or at least a tease for a new hero that can really build up hype to keep going into the next season that's just extra hype besides skins and maybe a map change or something like that so if they can pull that off that'd be awesome I don't know if that's an every season thing, but that would be really cool for them. Okay, so Joel, what's your second prediction for EA? I think that we're going to see or hear something about whatever's next for Titanfall. Um, just because Vince Zappella did say uh, that there would be more Titanfall this year, <clears throat> not associated with Apex, so I'm uh, interested in... He said it would be this year, so it's got to be at E3, right? Yeah. Um, one thing that I wonder about that, though, because I thought I saw... Okay, yeah, here, hold up. I'm pulling this up right now, because earlier this year... Uh, who was it? Do-do-do-do. Uh... Oh, never mind. That's got to do with Apex. Um, I thought I saw something somewhere that it was being delayed or something, because they have... Because Respawn is making Star Wars, which is coming out this fall, and they're working on Apex. You gotta figure that while they did say that Titan something Titanfall is coming, I kind of wonder if uh, maybe it's something like a... Kind of like a side game, you know what I'm talking about? You know how with Dishonored 2, a little bit afterwards, uh, Dishonored... Uh, it was like a side game, like a not full release game. I could see something like that Titanfall releasing, or maybe. So, so are you saying like a uh, like a Halo Three ODST yes, type thing? Exactly. Or just a small campaign on the side. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I could see something like that because I just can't see them releasing Titanfall Three in a year that they focus so hard on Apex as well as a Star Wars franchise. There's just not enough time there for them, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it'd be extremely worrying if they did announce a Titanfall 3 coming out this year as well. Because uh, then you would just think like, alright, well which game's going to lack? Is it going to be Titanfall 3 or is it going to be Star Wars? Because yeah. that just seems like they would stretch themselves way too thin. And then also you have the whole problem with that EA did with to them with Titanfall 2 where if they release anywhere close to each other, they are literally competing with themselves there. And that's just not good. We saw that with Titanfall 2, which was a great game, but sold really badly because it was competing with Battlefield and Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that we do hear something about Titanfall, whether it's, you know, a splash screen or I don't know. I, I read an article earlier that said, like, hey, maybe it's a Titanfall-themed toaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have Cuphead come into Tesla cars. Anything is possible, right? Anything is possible. <laughs> All right, Connor, what's your second prediction for EA? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that we hear about a new need for speed. You're right. All right. I'm, I'm actually going to uh, piggyback off of you here that I've got 
the same prediction as well. So go ahead. What do you think we get? Yeah, sure. So um, the Need previous for Speed title, Underground Three. Let's oh, go. Man. No, give me a Most Wanted, not the 2012 <laughs> Most Wanted, the original Most Wanted. Uh, I would even take a remaster at this point. Uh, Need for Speed Payback released in 2017, mm-hmm. which puts us two years out from that. Uh, we know that EA has kind of switched to a bi-yearly cycle, uh, as has most of the industry for their major releases, except for Call of Duty. Um, but that being said, I just looking at this this schedule uh, for their whole press conference, and I know it's not really a press conference; it's more of just a a play event. Uh, I can't imagine we don't hear something, some kind of tease, maybe not even a full reveal. Uh, but hey, you know, we're making a Need for Speed or or something small like that. So. Uh, I'd like to see it, personally. Yeah, no, like I said, that was actually my second prediction as well. Uh, Need for Speed, it's just, it's too iconic of a racing franchise to just go away for a while, really, I think. And also, we're talking about EA here. They're gonna keep turning stuff out, regardless if we want it or not. Um, I don't... I, I I would love an Underground 3. I loved those games back on the PS2 back in the day. Uh, I don't see we do. I don't think we do see that, though. Um, it's probably something new. Uh, but we can put a pretty good <laughs> guess on that. It's not going to be online only because that Need for Speed uh, reboot or whatever you want to call it from a few <laughs> years ago, that uh, didn't go over too well. I think Dumpster Fire more accurately, accurately <laughs> yeah. describes that one. Yeah, I, th- sure. I think this would be a great year for them to release a Need for Speed just because there are rumors that there's going to be no Forza this year. Yeah, that would be. Yep. So th- that'll leave a huge hole for, you know, people who are looking for a new racing game. And, you know, uh, with there being no Forza, that could be something we see at the Microsoft conference. Uh, I mean, there's no Sony and EA and Microsoft have shown in the past that they have a good relationship. There could just be a reveal trailer shown off at the Xbox one. It's possible. possible. Yeah. All right, Joel, what is your uh, wish list item? What fucking skate for? Oh, boy. (laughs) We're going there. He got the the skate. I mean, we already already have Session, which I think we're going to see at Microsoft, but that's not one of my Microsoft predictions. But we saw that at Microsoft last year. But Skate 4, that would blow the roof it would blow everybody's mind yeah everybody's been asking for it every ea tweet you see all you see is people posting like where's skate for where's skate for everybody wants it okay i i got a question for you joel if uh so let's say ea announces skate for ubisoft announces the next splinter cell game what game is more hype skate for easily for me, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all right, because, I mean, skate games... I- I'm just saying, skate games in general, not just the skate games, like Tony Hawk included, they had their thing back in the day, but I just don't know... I guess I haven't seen a good skate game in so long that uh, I- I'm just not too confident on the fact that I want to play one. But hey. I mean, the- I mean, arguably the last good skate game... Or skateboarding video game would be Skate Three, and that was nine years ago in yeah, 2010. Right? Because yeah, that Tony Hawk Five. Oh boy, that was some garbage. <laughs> Did I didn't even play think about playing oh, it. All I yeah. saw is that was the one with Little Wayne in it, right? Uh, I'm not sure. 
But, oh my god, it was bad. It was really bad. Alright, Connor, what is your wish list for EA? Oh man, uh, if, if I had to wish for anything from EA Play, I would just wish for them to talk about fucking Anthem. That is it. That is the whole thing. Just talk about it. Tell us what the hell is going on. Uh, you know, at this point, it's it's frustrating. We're going on uh, nearly a month of silence. Granted, they did have a small live stream the other day, uh, along with a small update patch that popped out. But uh, I just want to get a better idea of what their long-term plans are. Or, uh, honestly, if not that, my absolute number one is Dragon Age 4. Okay. It, it was announced at Game Awards. Yep. Um, we have heard some rumblings that the production on that has been a little bit rocky and they've maybe rebooted it uh, already. So uh, it, it might be a little bit before we see that. But I, I think at this point, EA kind of needs to show some kind of cards uh, if, if they're not willing to kind of talk about the things that they've botched. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of bring them back in good graces, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's sure. that's my big one. Yeah, and not just EA, but Bioware in general, right? Because I mean, they're coming off Anthem, which let's face it, there's no doubt that it's been a disappointment so far. And then before that, even though I know it wasn't like the main Bioware office, but uh, Mass Effect uh, Andromeda didn't leave too many good impressions. So there's a lot of room there for Bioware to really. Uh, get some get in some good people's graces again definitely and you got to wonder how much of that comes down to uh bioware not being the bioware we used to know or ea just being some kind of scummy overlord you know it's kind of hard to separate the two so uh, mm -hmm. i think as we progress over time that definition will be a little clearer but uh interested to see how it shakes out yeah all right so moving on we have the Hold big on, John, one. what's yours? Oh, what's yours? Mine, mine. Uh, I want a new Joseph Ferris game. Uh, he made uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and A Way Out. And I absolutely love both of those games. I want another Way Out. I want A Way Out too because that game was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. me and you played together. that together. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, and I, I would kill for another one. And I also want him to tell the Oscars the fuck off again. <laughs> that guy is something else man absolutely something else and i love every second of it oh, yeah. I, anything coming from him is gold i believe okay so moving on we have the big one the xbox conference this is happening sunday june 9th at 4 p.m eastern time uh so far what we know from this is we are going to hear something about xcloud which is the streaming service uh, we are also going to see 14 Game Pass Studios, or not Game Pass, 14 Xbox Game Studios games here. Phil Spencer has already said that. Uh, earlier today on Facebook, Xbox was advertising that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will show up at their conference as well. Um, we've we've heard a lot of little things. I Well, I mean, that 14 games announcement is a big one, especially for Microsoft. But the... Uh, there's been like a little bit of tiny announcements. So we've also recently, uh, the game pass for PC was announced. We could potentially see something there. There's, there's just a lot for Microsoft to show. So let's get right into this. Joel, what's your first prediction for the Xbox conference? 
Uh, first prediction for me would have to be just, you know, the new hardware, Xbox Scarlet. I think they're going to break that down and kind of say what each one is. Um, what is it? Anaconda versus... Uh... Scarlet. No, I, I think no, Scarlet's, Scarlet's for the, the whole umbrella. family. Oh, is it? Yeah. Scarlet's like the umbrella. It's Anaconda and... Fuck, I just wrote an article about this. <laughs> gotcha. But there, there's a, a smaller priced one and a more beefier one. Pretty yeah, much yeah, considering exactly. you're pretty much taking the Xbox One S to the Xbox One X, essentially, in the next generation. Yeah, I think they're going to break each one down. Maybe not spec-wise or price-wise, but they're going to kind of tell you what you can expect from each one. In Lockhart. terms of power, maybe. Yeah. Lockhart, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely see... I think this is something they end the show on. I don't think we see a lot of it, and I don't think we see a box. <laughs> I, I could really see something like they did when... uh. The, with the X. Yeah, when the X was first announced, when it was just called Project Scorpio back then, where they just played a video with developers talking about what it could do and everything. And I could definitely see something like that happening again. Yeah, they're going to talk about how many flops they have, how many more <laughs> flops they have than everybody else. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and with them having such a big emphasis on streaming now, we're definitely going to hear some talk about what that means with this new console and also just... What uh, well with Sony making such a big deal about uh reload or loading times, maybe we see something about that as well. Okay, Connor, what's your first prediction? My prediction is that uh we're gonna see a whole lot of first party teases and a whole lot of lack of dates. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we're going to see a lot coming out of the acquisitions that Microsoft's been making over the past, uh, what is it, year or two years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they've bought up a ton of studios, some absolutely premium talent. Uh, there has to be something that some of these studios are ready to talk about, uh, even if it's just splash screens or uh, you know maybe a title screen for uh, franchises that we've already seen aka fable 4 maybe question mark question mark mm-hmm. um but as far as that goes i think that's really all we're gonna get i don't think we're gonna get dates on this stuff um, maybe some release windows uh, but i really don't think uh, that they're gonna go too in depth with many of their first party titles which is a bummer considering how many they're touting mm-hmm. having this year Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're really going out there uh, and saying that they've got a huge offering, but, um, yeah, I, I just don't see them putting dates out there. All right. I, I do. I do think that all those games that they're going to show will eventually come out because I think Microsoft yes. learned their lesson in the past. Cause I'm currently writing an article about like the past 10 years of Microsoft first party games. And there have been way more than you would think games that have either come out and then failed right away and been taken off the servers or games that just didn't even show up mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know Scalebound comes to mind uh there are other companies in the industry that have had the same exact trouble so i think you're right on the nose there all right i got an over under for you guys okay so let's say by the end of march 2020 which would be the end of the fiscal year for these guys um do you think we get over or under three microsoft games releasing over over all right what about you connor are you talking first party studio yeah an xbox game studio game releasing not just being announced before march of next year so end of fiscal yep 
I, I could name two that'll be out by then. Yeah, I, I'm going to say over, but it's not going to be far over. I mean, yeah, three or four tops. So because I can already tell you, we got Gears 5 coming this fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Gears Pop, it will probably release right. I, w- I wasn't counting Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a first-party game. And Gears Tactics. Those, oh. Just three Gears oh, okay. games alone in the okay. next year. Okay, whatever. Um, no, I, I was going to go over two anyway, but I was only counting the Gears games as like one entity because uh, I'll just go right into my uh, first prediction here. I think Halo Infinite releases next spring, and I think uh, we see quite a bit on it, but not a ton. Okay, so I think they start off with a really big story trailer. They really explain why this is kind of a reboot of the series and why it's a step forward and just what is going on here. Because Halo 5, by far the worst story in the series. Uh, Awesome multiplayer, but that campaign was pretty bad and they know it and everyone has let them know it. I think... We get a big surprise because everyone's kind of expecting Halo Infinite to be a a next-gen title, uh, maybe coming next fall and everything. I think they surprise us, and I think they try and bring it this year. Or not this year, uh, uh, this spring coming up. And it's available right now. <laughs> that, uh, how many times do you guys think, you guys think most... we'll hear that? <laughs> In all of E3? Uh, Microsoft alone. Microsoft oh, alone. I, I don't oh, think it, maybe never available now. Or, are you saying all games are just Halo? Uh, games and services. Games. Okay, just any games and services available right now. I think we get two from Microsoft because I think Xbox Game Pass will be one of them on PC. I think we get five overall. Just not just Microsoft, like third parties and everything saying available now, whether it's DLC or games or services, whatever. Okay. Okay, so moving on, uh Joel, what's your second prediction for Microsoft? Um I think that they're well, Halo was one of mine, but to change it up, I think that they're just going to dive super deep into Gears 5. Uh, especially with because they're having a Gears Five tournament, I believe at E3. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that they're really going to go dive deep into the story a little bit more, and then show us a bunch of gameplay. Okay. I just I hope that they don't do one of those cringeworthy things where <laughs> I think it was last year, or the year before, when they had like an esports team on the stage or something, and they were playing against each other. It's just like, oh come on, nobody wants to watch this. Uh, I think you're thinking of EA. Oh, was it EA? Yeah, where they were like shoutcasting the mobile game. For <laughs> oh yeah, that's minutes. what it was. Oh, <laughs> that was. It was a nightmare. Oh my I just, god! I just want to see like three minutes max, five minutes maybe of just multiplayer gameplay. You know, show us some like a new weapon or something. You know, crazy stuff, gear mm-hmm. stuff. You know, right. show us some blood. That's cool. Uh, what is your prediction for the release date for Gears Five? For Gears, I think it's going to be in October. Okay, that's a safe one. That's, yeah, I think that that it's got to come out, you know, before the end of the year, and I think an October release is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. It's before you know the Call of Duty rush and everything. Yeah, well, Call of Duty is end of October this year, um, so I would say Gears Five 
probably first couple weeks of October, I would say it would be a great spot for it. Yeah, I agree. All right, Connor, your second pick. My second prediction. Uh, oh, boy. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to say that there is some kind of trial and or demo or something of xCloud available same day. Okay. I think that that's a stretch, personally. Yeah, I do, too. But go on. Just because... Go ahead. Yeah, let, yeah, let, go him, ahead. let him talk. Yeah, sure. So, uh, for xCloud specifically, if you've been watching their socials, um, there's been quite a few posts. We even talked a few weeks back about... Uh, I think it was Phil Spencer posted something on their... Uh, just congratulating the team on preparing for a widespread release mm-hmm. uh, of of some shape or form. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe the safer bet is xCloud playable at E3 uh, to, to check out the hardware or the, uh, I guess, software in this case, uh, streaming capabilities. But um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we actually... Uh, maybe get a limited demo of some sort uh to home release okay no that's cool uh i i'm with joel here though i don't think that happens i think if anything they they show off so uh phil spencer has shown in the past or has said in the past that he's essentially playing console quality games on his phone while he travels on the plane like all the time he's been doing it for like a year now uh so i really think they show some gameplay on phones and then switching it over kind of like they did with the stadia announcement oh yeah switch it here switch it here it's ready to go all that stuff um but i think if anything comes out of that i think it's a a sign up for the beta is available now coming later this year and then also fully releasing like end of year maybe beginning 2020 what do you think joel um yeah i i think it's a stretch i i hope that it has the same day thing because i would love to check it out you know and see kind of what the future of gaming could be um but yeah i don't think that it's possible because i think that the last thing i saw was that they had like a take-home version ready for the team mm-hmm. isn't isn't that what it was they had they were like cutting a cake for that yeah there, there was some some big uh milestone they just hit it was like i i think it was what connor was talking about it was like a getting ready to release thing yeah i don't know but either way i think it would be a great move if they did do that because it'd be like hey like we beat google to the punch and they'll be able to work out a bunch of kinks that google might not have figured out yet well should also mention that uh google does have a stadia live stream happening sometime this week it's like a couple days thursday yeah Uh, thursday so uh we might we should be getting a lot more information then all right uh my second prediction uh, I think Connor kind of mentioned it already. Uh, we get Fable 4. Uh, Playground Games is making it, uh, although I don't think it is a 4 game. I believe it is a reboot of the series. Um, completely something new. Um, at some point in the presentation, someone says a giant lie to kind of like make fun of uh, Peter Molyneux. Uh, but besides that, I think it does not get a release date but it is slated to come out next fall but that is like a big dream because i miss fable and i really want 
I love Fable 2 and 3. Yeah, me too. Oh, so good. Okay, wish list. What do you want the most out of this conference, Joel? I want Halo. I want them to break everything down from Halo Infinite. It's not going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I really, really wish they would just break everything down. Single player, multiplayer, everything. Show me what the collector's edition is going to be. Get me excited, man. I love Halo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be huge news. Uh, your What would your wish list release date be? What, release date? Mm-hmm, for Halo I mean, I, I mean, I, realistically? or Yeah, yeah re- <laughs> a realistic. Like, they show everything, but they also give a release date. What day, or when do you think that would be? I think that if they show everything, I think it's coming out before the end of this year. Ooh, okay. All right. All right, I see you. But if they don't show everything, it could come out, like you said, next spring or next fall. Okay, yeah. No, I think there's a lot of people banking on it releasing next fall. Uh, The spring release day thing was kind of a prediction slash wish list thing for me, but I I think they could really surprise people with that announcement, and I think it would be a huge announcement, especially if the game looks great. All right, Connor, what is your wish list item for Xbox? I want to see the controller. The the new controller or Absolutely. I I am a, a hardware uh whore. I sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh and I just really want to see the new controller. Okay. Do, uh do, well, do you think there is a new controller? Well, hold absolutely. Up, hold, up, hold up. Hold up. Uh new controller for a uh for Scarlet you're talking about. You're not talking about yeah. a uh oh shit. What is it? Elite, Elite, Elite controller. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, just okay. the whatever innovations they have, uh, similar account, they kind of handled the transition from the Xbox 360 to the One. Uh, they went pretty in-depth, and uh, they talked about tons and tons and tons of stuff uh, that they had adjusted and changed for the next gen. Uh, and they've had tons and tons of patents that have leaked over time. And granted, patents don't necessarily mean anything. Uh, I would love to see what they're working on. I just mm-hmm. have always loved the Xbox controller. I feel like it's really the pent ultimate experience when it comes to comfortability on console I agree. Uh, and i just really want to see what they do whether they make uh you know do something crazy and make the elite controller the standard uh where you have the paddle options and all mm-hmm. that other stuff or maybe that's the the baked in controller for the higher level experience uh which would be uh i think lockhart uh, is is rumored to be the higher of the two uh, I just really want to see what they're doing. And conversely, you know, just to throw that out there, I would like to see what Sony's doing in that department too, though I would gauge that we won't see that till much later. Right. Um, but that's something I always love hearing about. Uh, it's very nerdy and very geeky, but uh, <coughs> definitely up my alley. All right. Uh, what are What is like the biggest thing you want on the new controller? It's got to have grips. Uh maybe some trigger grips even that's something that's kind of popped out in the scene uh, and the pro scene and stuff um, a lot lately uh, when it comes to conversation. Uh, And I think paddles honestly is, is the biggest one, you know, we're kind of moving in the direction of paddles becoming the standard uh, when it comes to a true uh, full fledged gaming experience and maybe not the iteration of paddles we have now, maybe not so full fledged for the, base level release uh but some kind of extra button functionality especially when games are getting so uh big and complicated nowadays 
Uh, I would just love to see them add in some extra stuff, especially for the developers, you know, gives them some extra options of what they can do. Uh, coming from the uh, original Xbox to the 360, we have the additional shoulder buttons, the LB, RB. Uh, and I would love to see some kind of big generational jump like this, uh, some extra functionality. Okay. Uh, that's cool, but uh, that was the wrong answer. The correct answer was rechargeable batteries or rechargeable no, controllers. No, absolutely not. Nope, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I totally disagree. Uh, I do have a question. <laughs> do you think that Xbox One controllers and peripherals will work? Yes. With the I, new console? I do. I gotta say, uh, to be honest with you, uh, the business decision, uh, the, the right business decision seems like no. Uh, but in the interest of Xbox kind of becoming more of a overarching platform instead of just a console, I think that maybe they would be willing to take the loss there. Uh, so it's it's possible, but I, I think the smart business answer is no, they wouldn't do it. I, I, I think that they will be backwards compatible, and I honestly don't see them changing the controller at all. I could see them keeping the same controller for the next console, but... We will see. Yep. All right. Uh, my wish list item is I really, really want the coalition to show off or at least announce whatever it is they are working on. Uh, this is the quadruple A studio that Microsoft built from the ground up. They've gotten a ton of talent from the industry. They have stolen so many people from uh, Naughty Dog and uh, Santa Monica uh, studios. It there's just they are gearing up for something huge and i really hope that we at least get something announced here obviously not gameplay or anything i think it i just really want just an announcement a name of the game uh, show me the characters just what's going on with it i just really want to know what it is they are working on wait the coalition didn't they make gears or not coalition, uh, initiative. That's it. The initiative. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was very. I'm googling right now. I was like, wait a second. No, yeah. you're right though. Coalition does have a new IP that they are working on. Uh, so there, there is some truth. To yeah, the dude. It's called Gears Pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, the initiative is uh, the big studio that I really want to see something from. Just anything, and I would be happy. Yeah, I agree. I think that that would be really cool. And it would definitely get people talking about Xbox if they aren't already. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to Bethesda. This conference is happening the same day as the Xbox conference, uh, but four and a half hours later at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we The only thing that we have heard from them is that uh, Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield will not be here. But, uh, Joel, let us hear what you think will be there. Um, I think that they're going to, they have to address Fallout 76 in one way or another, uh, mm -hmm. just because of how, how much backlash they got for the game when it was released. And, I mean, I personally, this past week, probably put in a solid 15 hours of the game just because my friends started playing again. So I started playing too, and I'm really enjoying it. But,. I think that they have to address the game in one way or another, whether it's, you know, announcing maybe it's free to play or maybe it's going to have a drastic price drop or maybe they're going to announce some sort of roadmap for the game on stuff that they're going to add. But I don't know what they're going to announce about it, but I think they have to say something. 
Yeah, no, I think I think they definitely go over like what's coming to the game and all that, but uh, I think that is something that they try and just get over with and move on from. Connor, what is your first pick for Bethesda? Andrew WK comes out on stage, sings to us about Rage oh Two DLC for free. You know, can we is, can we just go that, back on bringing him on the podcast? To... <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Make me buy the game? Uh, probably not. Honestly, <laughs> uh, you know, this is something they've already kind of mentioned before that Rage Two has a content map that's out there. Uh, it's features releases every single month. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would imagine that they come out uh, and just talk about some of those larger plans. Uh, the game didn't meet the success I think they were looking for, but overall it sell- sold pretty well. Uh, and I, I can guarantee you we hear way more about that game than we should. Okay. Yeah, I that, mean, that, that makes me sad. Uh, Bethesda does kind of have a history of doing that. Like, we're going to probably, even though the <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, elsewhere uh expansion is releasing tomorrow i think uh they're probably gonna talk about it a little bit even though it's already out so who knows okay um my first prediction for bethesda is we get a new a uh new like phone game uh kind of like a fallout shelter game but not not Fallout Tide. I, I believe it's something that's uh, Dishonored Tide. Um, I don't know what kind of game you make out of that or anything, but I think they definitely want to try and get at least... Because su- they had a lot of success with uh, Fallout Shelter, and I think Elder Scrolls Blades, is it called? Yes. Uh, I, I think that it's, one's... That's not even out yet. It's in beta. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, I know there's a lot of people excited for it. Um, I, I think they definitely... They they go into that more than since that's still in beta, but they definitely announced something new as well. <laughs> okay, uh, Joel, what you got next for me? Um, I don't really have anything else. I because I don't know. Like they, they said yeah. that like two of their main titles are not going to be there, right? And I, I don't see them announcing in Fallout Five. Okay, so I I honestly have nothing. Okay, what about you, Connor? <laughs> other, other than my get hype. <laughs> my next prediction is <clears throat> all right imagine this okay mm-hmm. todd howard walks out on stage okay gets taken uh, out you, by a sniper definitely not uh oh. he's got an important role to play here he walks okay. out and he says uh we want to announce that today we're adding new functionality to fallout 76 um what's going to happen is when you collaborate with other players and drop of the pent-ultimate destruction in the form of a nuclear weapon, this is how that scene will play out. It's going to cut to the Jumbotron. It's going to play a scene where a few different players put their keys in. They turn their keys. The nukes drop. Everything goes white. And then, boom, it's kind of rainy, foggy. You're riding along in a cart next to a horse thief. Uh, There's a guy with with a, a, a wrap around his mouth because he can shout. Uh, somebody keeps saying something about the dragonborn. Uh, you hear a dragon in the distance, and it's Skyrim. You're just fucking playing Skyrim. That's it. It's <laughs> Skyrim inside of Fallout 76. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Okay. 
All right, moving on. My second prediction. <laughs> Doom Eternal releases in September or October. We see a ton of gameplay on it. Uh, I wet myself a little out of excitement because that is the only thing I'm excited for from the Bethesda conference. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's really all I've got because, I mean, we've already seen some gameplay on this. I think they just show off more, maybe some of the multiplayer and then uh, give an awesome trailer and give us a release date. And that's all I want because I want to play more yeah. Doom. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I think that that's going to be the big game they focus on this year. Mm-hmm. All right, Joel, what is your wish list for Bethesda? My wish list is that they'll tell me when I'm going to get my fucking canvas bag <laughs> in the mail from my collector's edition. Uh, too good to be true. Won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I I, oh I sent in the request to get it and everything. They had me verify my address, and I have not received any word since. Oh uh, Andrew WK is actually hand delivering every single one of those. Um, it's gonna take him a little while, so I expect he, a few more months. He hands it to you, stabs you, and sings "Get Ready to Die" or whatever it is they sing. <laughs> I year. mean, th- there's only a few dozen of us who actually bought the thing, so yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine it would take that long. That's right. fair. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Connor, what's your wish list? Uh, so picture this. Todd Howard walks out on stage. Gets taken uh, out by a sniper. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so for Bethesda, I I really don't know. I, I don't know that I have a big wish for this. I mean, um, my expectations are so tempered for their conference this year. To be honest, I, I'm not even sure why they're holding a conference. Uh, they definitely seem like one of the developers that could have just waited and not really mm-hmm. lost out here. Um, you know, they have Doom, they have uh, two Wolfenstein games, and that's great, but we've already heard so much about those titles. I feel like most of this conference is just going to be rehashed uh, uh, talking points on, on these different titles. So, um, uh, Real quick, what's the second Wolfenstein title? I know the one with the um, twins. Yeah, that one is Youngblood. Uh, the other one is Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. It's the VR title. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I, I've i tempered my expectations so much for this that, honestly, my wish list is just for it to be over already because uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to glean any good information out of it. Yeah. No, there's definitely been times in the past where I felt that about Bethesda, and honestly, I kind of feel the same way this year. Uh, they... They have their really big years, their really big announcements, and then they have their years. And they've only been doing this for a few years now, but they've already shown that they have really good years at E3, and then they have years where you're like, okay, we didn't need a whole dedicated thing for that. Uh, my wish list thing, though, is uh, Doom Eternal gets cross-play and cross-progression. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, we just saw the big announcement with Call of Duty that it's getting cross-play. Uh, they did not mention cross progression, so hopefully that comes in the future. Uh, but I, I really think that Call of Duty is the big name that needed to be mentioned for this cross play thing to be taken seriously. Maybe this is too soon for another big game like Doom to say that, but I think it's possible, and uh, I, I really want it. Well, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard, but Bethesda is really really good at developing online games uh so yeah fallout 76 shows up (laughs) uh there's a possibility i I don't know i really want crossplay and cross progression to be the focus this year i know it's not going to happen 
I, Boy, I think I that's really that. just a focus the next generation of consoles. Probably. And I'm fine with that, as long as we get there at some point. Okay, moving on. We have Ubisoft. They are holding their press conference Monday, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so far, they have announced that Skull and Bones has been delayed and will not be here. And also, they recently announced that Beyond Good and Evil 2 will not make a showing at E3 this year. Uh, That's smart. Yeah. So, Joel... Oh, oh! I should also mention, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but uh, they did announce that they have three games coming before March 2020 that haven't that been announced. That sounds right. It, it was either three or four. Uh, Joel, what is your first prediction for Ubisoft? Okay, so picture this. Todd Howard comes out onto the Ubisoft stage. <laughs> a it's sniper takes him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't really have any predictions. The only one I would have had is Watch Dogs, but that kind of just got leaked right before we recorded. Right. Um, so they're going to talk about Watch Dogs Legion, which apparently you can play as any NPC in the game, which is, I don't know how that works, but it does. Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch this. Yeah, no, Connor wasn't here. Uh, kind of explain the leak that's going on right now. Um... <sighs> Let me look it up. So pretty much it just got leaked on Amazon UK, I think. Um, I'm going to Google it real quick. Okay. But basically so, the, the leak, it just says that you'll be able to play as any NPC player in the game. And Jason Schreier retweeted it saying, yeah, I can confirm this is real. Um, but yeah, J- Jason Schreier is just something else, right? Yeah, it's... He knows so much. Like, like he he can uh, tell you everything that's gonna happen at E three already. I guarantee it. And, and that's the thing too is that he he doesn't like always co- he doesn't always come out and say it. He he just like confirms or denies it. <laughs> it's like well yeah, oh, I, yeah. I think I think with the Watchdogs thing though it could be something that like maybe he had to sign an NDA for when he found stuff out about it. So he he doesn't say anything about it. But then as soon as you know something leaks, he can just be like, yeah, this is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, he he tweeted, "I wouldn't it wouldn't be the week before E3 without a big Ubisoft leak." Here's Amazon UK revealing Watch Dogs Legion, which lets you play as any NPC in the game. I can confirm this is real. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, this is super cool. Uh, you know, that's kind of exactly what I want out of a Watch Dogs game. Uh, is to just make my own fucking character. I don't want to play as a super boring one in the first one. The second one was better, but. Uh, with the themes and stuff of the game, I it would be real cool to just make your own or or be your own, I guess. Uh, find somebody you like. So that's I, I never sick. I never played the second one, but I did actually kind of enjoy the first one. Oh, I, I don't know. The second one Something was so was much better. But I think I'm partially biased because it was based in Chicago, so I could like recognize Fair. areas. But either way, I did enjoy. I mean, I guess the story as a whole in the first one. Okay. I, th- I thought it was a great first first game in a series i guess yeah i didn't hate it yeah uh i i didn't get past the first mission in watchdogs because i hit a bug where the police wouldn't leave me alone and then i i was i just rage quit and never went back um i i was telling joel before we started recording that i i think it could be like some kind of mind control thing going on because it says you can play as any npc so I think you're just taking over their body for a little bit, and maybe they have their own dedicated player or their own dedicated character again for the player to play. I don't know. We obviously don't know until we see it. Uh, Connor, what is your first prediction? 
Just Dance 2020, baby. Oh boy. Okay. So that's the safest uh, prediction ever. All right. So, yeah. John, what, what is your what is your? That's prediction? literally all I had to say about that <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, I, move I, on. We were we were moving on anyway. Yeah. Um, my first prediction <laughs> is that we get a new Ubisoft made Nintendo game. Uh, so me and Connor were talking about this the other day, where uh, we thought that it would be really cool if we see like a Ubisoft made Star Fox game because everyone really enjoyed those Star Fox missions in uh, uh, Starlink. So I think we see something like that. I don't think it is Star Fox because we just got it last year and they just like, I, I think they're still going to try and sell that. But uh, something Nintendo related made by Ubisoft, uh, something completely out of the norm, something we're not expecting. Uh, I couldn't even really tell you what it is, but it's going to be something that maybe something with a character they haven't fully utilized lately. So I'm going to go out on a limb and guess an F-Zero game. Yeah, I think that a uh, Ubisoft Nintendo crossover is a pretty safe bet, especially because Mario Cross Rabbids was such a success. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a safe bet, and it would make sense for it to be on Ubisoft stage. Just like that Mario Rabbids game was. Yep, and uh, gives us more chances to see Shigeru Miyamoto, which always makes me happy. Yeah, we always get a meme out of it. Some oh yeah, sort of gif. Oh yeah. All right, Joel, what's your second prediction? Uh, I think that we're gonna see something about Trials. I mean, I know we just got a mm-hmm. Trials game, but I'm sure that they're gonna announce some sort of wacky, zany DLC like they always do. Oh yeah, like a cat riding a unicorn. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> in the same vein as that last one from the last game. Yeah, with the guys yeah. coming out in bacon suits. Yeah, man. What, <laughs> they have some of the weirdest gimmicks. They do. Although last year they did have the, the dance, or just dance, sorry. They had the just dance one with like the marching band that started or whatever. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Trials rising is the newest one uh i i've enjoyed my time with that i'd be happy with an add-on or just something new for it uh connor do you have anything to predict for ubisoft i think we're gonna see some kind of partnership between them and google stadia uh they have been pretty uh eager to jump on the stream train uh and they have actually uh been a part of stadia's test programs um, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, back when it was still called Project Stream, uh, one of the main games that you were allowed to try out were you a beta tester uh, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you I think that was the that. only game. Yeah, what, it was, was the it only. The only? One. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so I, was, I was a part of that, and it worked pretty well. Yeah, um, I, I definitely see that had uh, its flaws, but partnership kind of exploding from here, uh, and them kind of going full out with this. Um, when you say partnership, do you mean like an exclusive Stadia game only? Hmm, I think that's not far-fetched. Uh, that's what I'll say. I, I don't know what it could be, um, but I, I think that that's absolutely possible. Um, they seem, like I said, pretty eager to jump on the stream train and give that whole thing a shot. And uh, I think it would be safe to say that we see some uh, weird partnerships uh, come out of the relationship between those two. All right. Okay. Yeah, I got a, another question. Um, I know that there's been some rumors going around that Ubisoft's going to have their own, 
EA Access sort of thing. Do you guys think that that's going to be announced? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just I was just curious of what you guys' thoughts were on that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there was a leak for the name of it, right? So I, I can't remember what it was. I just saw some tweets about it. It might have been like Ubisoft Premium or something like that. Uh, yeah, it... I, I, I'm not sure what it was called, but yeah, I think we definitely see an EA access like thing, especially with uh, EA making the move to PS4. I think more companies try and make that move. Ubisoft Pass uh, is is what leaked. Okay, uh, if that's the name for it. All right, so yeah, that'd be it. Um, yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Uh, my second prediction for Ubisoft, and I'm kind of surprised neither of you said this. Uh, we get a new Splinter Cell game announced. Um, well, th- that's part of my wish list. Oh, it's your wish list. Okay. All right, then we can just piggyback right off of this. Uh, I think we get a Splinter Cell game announced, and I, I'm, I'm saying prediction, so I really do think it's happening, uh, even though they said it was a joke, um, and I think it is coming next spring. Uh, what do you think, Joel? Um, I think that they should announce it so that people can stop fucking talking about it. <laughs> Right, I I've never played a Splinter Cell game, and it's so annoying to me when all these people are tweeting about one fucking game, and I'm just like, all right, cool, and it, like it's been so long, and like I'm sure the games are great. I'm sure I would enjoy them if I played them. I just never have, so it's just frustrating to me when that literally my feed, like as soon as that tweet happened, my feed was all about Splinter Cell for like three days. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do hope that they announce it and everybody can stop talking about it a week later until it comes <laughs> out. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> Connor, what's on your wish list for Ubisoft? I really want to see a new Assassin's Creed. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much a given at this point, but um, there's been several leaks and, and teases and rumors and stuff talking about uh, it being supposedly set in the Viking era. And I think that would be pretty badass, uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been kind of on a winning streak here with the Assassin's Creed stuff, especially since they went to the bi-yearly schedule. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, this is an off year. So uh, that's why year. this is not in my predictions, uh, just a wish list. But I would love to see something like that. Uh, and I would love to see them lean a little bit heavier into that kind of choice and character customization like they did uh, with Odyssey uh, is I think it just made for a very, very good experience. All right. No, that's cool. Uh, I personally don't think that they show any Assassin's Creed here, um, but there is always the chance that they try and like get ahead of it and everything. I mean, it's already leaked and there's been teases and everything, uh, but no, I'd be very surprised if we see anything for that. Uh, my wish list thing though, it's kind of bringing back an oldie. Uh, I would like to see a Prince of Persia remaster, like of the older games. So, not a new Prince of Persia game, just a complete remake, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon style thing here. Uh, I think that I think that would be a smart move, right? Because so- somebody like me, I never played a Prince of Persia game, mm-hmm. um, but that's because I was younger when they came out and I didn't have the money. But I do know that people love those games, and if I went back and played those original ones, I would not enjoy it as much oh, as yeah. if they remastered it and I got to play it. Because I think that they could use that as a way to gauge whether or not they should 
make a new Prince of Persia or not. Or, okay, maybe I shouldn't say remaster. How about remake Resident Evil 2 style? So, like, just something with, like, Assassin's Creed mechanics and everything in it and just stuff like that i think it would be really awesome uh the only prince of persia game i ever played was the uh i think it was supposed to be a reboot for the 360 um it, it was a shaded one yeah i, I thought yeah. it was fine um i i wouldn't say i loved it but i definitely didn't hate it so no i i would be i think it would be really cool of ubisoft to like because i mean people I don't think people have been calling for it as much as splinter cell but it's definitely been something that you hear it every now and then and you're like okay there's a chance there is a little bit of outcry there that would go for that right so the big question is which one if you're going to remaster or bring one back which uh prince of persia uh i think sands of time is definitely in there that's definitely the big one that everyone really loves in fact it might just be that one i was kind of thinking like a collection but i think just focusing on that one bringing it up to current day uh stuff and everything i think people would go crazy for that right yeah i agree i think it's one of those franchises that it's been so long uh just being dark and us not hearing about it uh that it would be super super cool to see it come back that cell shaded game was really really good uh but i feel like it didn't capture the true heart and soul of the other prince of persia's Mm -hmm. uh and i would just love to see them do pretty much anything with that franchise at this point yeah, no. I, I think uh, uh, remaking it or remastering it would be uh, the perfect step towards gauging interest in that. Okay, uh, moving on to Square Enix. They are also showing on Monday. They have taken uh, Sony's slot, which they usually do, uh, Monday, June 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we do know we are seeing something from Final, Seven, Final Fantasy VII here. Uh, and we also know that the Avengers is going to be shown off here. Uh, oh, and also today, I need to pull that back up again. They were teasing a new game of one second. Outriders. Outriders, yes. Uh, so it's the developers of the Final Fantasy series. Uh, they're going to be introducing a new game this month. As Square Enix has revealed that it will be debuting a game called Outriders at E3. Um, it doesn't look like they really said anything on it. It's just this picture of this bald lady looking through like some rained on glass. I, I can't really tell what's going on here. Who knows what's happening there? Uh, very Square Enix stuff. But uh, that's what we know is coming. Uh, Joel, what do you think else is coming? Um, yeah, I think along with that Avengers stuff, I think we're going to get a release date for the game. I mean, All right. We've know we know they've been working on it for a long time. Oh yeah. Um so I think that this is something that is probably going to come this year if not next spring. Oh, I I think this year would be the perfect time to release it. Like just get off that in-game hype like you sometime this year. I I'm going to say November. How about you? Yeah, I think November is probably a safe bet. Okay, and right, then right like I think late November maybe. Yeah, uh, right before Black Friday. Uh I think or okay, uh, how about this then? Do you think it is a Destiny-like game where that some rumors have been coming out? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I don't okay. know what it is. All I know is that I'm sure I'll be buying it day one mm-hmm. because if Marvel's gonna trust them enough to make this game, and they're still making the game, they must see something in it. 
Especially uh, after how good Spider-Man was mm-hmm. in the long run. So yeah, um, I I really hope it's not a Destiny-like game. I I really just want a four-person co-op adventure game. Uh, Crystal Dynamics. I love the Tomb Raider reboot series. If they can just give me a great, fun story game that I can play with friends and I can choose what Avenger I want to be at for any mission, I, I would love it so much. And it's what I really yeah, I want. Think, I think the co-op thing would be really cool, but I would perfectly be all right with it just having single player like oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, me too. But uh, we will see. Connor, what's your first prediction for Square? Mm, I bet we see some info on Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. All right. Uh, this, this is actually my first prediction as well. Cool. We can piggyback then. Um, yeah, I, I think that it makes sense for them to talk about it here. Uh, we haven't heard anything up to this point other than the fact that it exists and it's mm-hmm. something that they're actively making. Uh, and it just makes absolute sense to be shown here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think this is something that they... I, I think they open the show with Final Fantasy VII and then this follows. Uh, just kind of like given another trailer or whatever they're going to do for that and then just being like oh and here's this thing you want to play more kingdom hearts well we're not going to make you wait 15 years this time for it and then just they had the critical mode release last month sometime i never went back to that i would just really want something a new story or a side story whatever you want just dlc for it and it's available in July or August, something like that. Uh, I think it's it is getting to be a while now that nothing has come out. I would be very surprised, and I would be happily surprised if they did a "it's available now" thing, but I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of weird that we haven't heard about it yet. Uh, so mm-hmm. either it's bigger than we expect it to be, or they ran into trouble or something. Uh, that's a cynical take on it, but I think July August makes sense. Yeah, uh, big time. Really quick, though, because I do want to check and see, is there any Kingdom Hearts concerts coming up? Because we know that they like to hold information until the concert, even on the week of E3. Uh, So June 8th and June 22nd. Okay, so those are the next two Kingdom Hearts orchestras. There's a chance we see something at that June 8th one. Um, I don't know. I I, I really want to see just something from that. Joel, what's your second prediction? Um, my next prediction. <clears throat> well, first of all, I think we're gonna get a Final Fantasy VII re- release date for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just kind of a, I don't know, a side thing. But I think that we're gonna get another Go game announcement. You know, like Hitman Go or mm-hmm. uh, Deus Ex Go. I don't know what it would be, what franchise it would be, but I think we're going to get a new one. I mean, those were pretty popular, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that they did pretty well for being a mobile game. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that there hasn't been another one. Yeah, it's been quite some time. Kingdom Hearts Go. There we go. I would play it. All right. Connor, what's your second one? Uh, For this... Hmm... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we see some more ports. Uh, this is a kind of a strategy they've had for a little while now uh, of porting things to other platforms uh, where they aren't. Uh, Final Fantasy Ten Ten Two recently hit Xbox and Switch. Uh, Twelve Zodiac Age recently did the same exact thing. 
Um, if I had to pick something specific, I would say uh, Kingdom Hearts Story so far, which is a collection of one and two, uh, hits Xbox uh, and maybe Switch. And Switch? It's what yeah. I want. It's what I want so bad. Like, I just want that. <laughs> yeah, they did say, you know, if, if there's enough interest and Final, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts 3 sells well enough uh, that that's something they're interested in doing. So uh, I see it as a easy win for them. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. It's it's surprising that they haven't even done that yet. It, I thought yeah. I thought if they were gonna do it, it would have been before three's release. It would have made sense, right? Yeah, yeah but Square Enix never makes sense. So, yeah. freaking Squeenix. Uh, my second prediction is a new Deus Ex game is announced. Uh, they, I I know. Uh, Crap, what's her name? Eidos Montreal. Uh, they just recently released Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and they are kind of helping work on uh, the Avengers project. Uh, this might be a, th- a situation, though, where they just early announce it, and we don't see it until, like, next year or something. Um, I'm not really a big Deus Ex fan. I only played a little bit of... Uh, the one on 360, I think it was Human Revolution. Yes. Okay. Uh, no, it, it has some really cool uh, RPG elements to it and everything. Uh, definitely some areas where it could improve. Uh, and I think uh, Human Revolution? Or what, what was the one on Xbox One and PS4? Uh, uh, kind Divided? That's yes. It. That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, that one got a lot of bad press, and there were a lot of people not happy about it. I think they they bring out a new uh, sequel for it, but not we're not getting it anytime soon. Okay, uh, wish list, Joel. What you got? Um, so this is gonna be kind of weird, um, but I want to hear something about a, another prod. Or it's, I guess it's not Project, but Octopath Traveler. Okay. Um, I never played the first one. I played the beta or the demo that was on the store, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to play it. But that's a game that you need dedication to play, mm-hmm. just because it's you know there's a lot to it. But I love the art style of the game. Um, I love the RPG aspect of it. I don't know. Uh, that's something I would love to see a sequel to. Or I I don't know if it even needs to be a sequel because I never played the game. Or if there just needs to be something similar, you know, maybe in the same universe with a different name. Um, I'm not sure. It is getting ported to PC tomorrow. It is there. I yeah, uh, real soon. Yeah, this week, so yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a uh, an announcement of it coming to the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, taking a look at Octopath Traveler here. It actually looks like Octopath is getting a prequel uh, that will be a mobile exclusive. Uh, oh, pretty that interesting. seems like a terrible thing to do. Uh, <laughs> I agree. But yeah. they, along with that announcement, uh, from the looks of it, there is a sequel in the works. Uh, this looks like it was confirmed back in March. Uh, they didn't speak much about it, and it seemed like a very backhanded announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if we see it. I wonder if, uh, you know, we get a little teaser or something. 
I would be really surprised if we do, if it was just announced in March that they were working on it. But who knows? We'll see. Um, uh, Connor, your wish list. I know it's not going to happen, but I really want to see uh, a new Final Fantasy uh, announced. I could not care less about the 7 remake, and I'm just so sick and tired of hearing about it at this point that I really just want to see something new. 15 was a fantastic game. I was super, super bummed when the rest of the DLC got canceled uh, after the director had left the studio and kind of formed his own thing. Um, Definitely felt like the game deserved a little bit better than that. Uh, But I would love to see a new Final Fantasy, or if we don't get a new Final Fantasy, uh, kind of following the theme with the ports I was talking about before, I would love to see Final Fantasy XIV uh, ported to Xbox. Okay. No, that's cool. I don't really have anything to say on that because I only played a little bit of 15 and never played 14, but uh, I know you're not in a minority there. I know there's a lot of Final Fantasy fans that are always ready for a new one. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I wish that they would announce a new one, but I think we're still a few, we're a few years away from them saying something, maybe next year. But I'm like I said, I loved 15, um, but I'm also excited for 7 Remake, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, a lot of big Final Fantasy news always comes out of the Square show. So you're probably going to get something besides Final Seven, Final Fantasy Seven, uh, but it could also be just like a what is it? What was that Chocobo game, Mystery Dungeon, everybody or something? Uh, whatever. Uh, moving on, my wish list. Connor mentioned it. Kingdom Hearts story so far comes to Xbox One and or and or Nintendo Switch. I would kill for this. I just want it so bad. I want to play through those games again. I just love them so much. Uh, and I think it's the perfect time to announce that it's coming. Okay, so uh, that takes us to our last conference. Well, actually, it's a live stream. The Nintendo Direct is happening on Tuesday, June 11th at noon Eastern time. Uh, so we know that we're getting something from Animal Crossing. Uh, Pokemon is getting a Direct in a couple days here. Uh, so probably not a lot at E3, but probably something shown. Um, and also Luigi's Mansion is expected to get something announced here. Uh Joel, what is your first prediction for the Nintendo show? I think that we're going to see some of the future DLC characters for Smash. Yep, that's a safe one. Uh, Who do you think is coming? Waluigi, baby! (laughs) Minecraft Steve? Maybe, maybe Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, that's that's my boy, (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. If they announced Banjo-Kazooie, that would, it would blow up. (laughs) <laughs> it would oh break God, the internet yes. dude i i would break it myself like i i want that so bad like i will i haven't bought the uh fighter pass yet because i never played persona 5 i don't really care for joker because i don't yeah, have a reason here. to uh but if banjo kazooie comes oh my god i'm buying that so fast and i will be eagerly awaiting his arrival Ugh, i want it so bad uh connor your first prediction Animal Crossing gets heavily, heavily detailed and releases in November. November? Okay. All right. Yeah. So when when do you say Pokemon releases? 
you know what? I'm going to give Pokemon the early one this year uh, and say that we probably get uh, those titles uh, as early as September, to be honest with you, oh. especially considering we're getting a direct detailing Pokemon uh, a week before E3. It seems mm-hmm. like they're just kind of getting that out of the way in time for the holiday stuff. Uh, so I think maybe we get that earlier in Animal Crossing later. Okay. Um, me, personally, I think we get Pokemon in November, but Animal Crossing, I think, a, a little surprising, I think that releases very soon. Like, I'm talking August or September soon. Think so? Um, I, I think I think Pokemon's usually a October release. Yeah, they are. October or November. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Pokemon coming November. Animal Crossing, I think they surprise us, and it's coming very soon. Uh, they go into it huge here. Uh, like, this is the main draw of it this year. And then they have another Animal Crossing focus direct as we get closer to it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, I think, falls in October because that's a perfect time slot for that. Uh, but my first prediction is we get a completely new IP announced by Nintendo. So uh, ARMS, Splatoon, those are recent IPs that have had varying degrees of success. Splatoon, definitely more than ARMS. Uh, I think Nintendo kinda, kind of shows us something new. And I think Reggie comes out of retirement for one thing to show us this. <laughs> Just like, hey, I'm hey guys, retirement. My I'm body is here. ready. <laughs> my body is ready to show you this brand new Nintendo IP. Uh, no, that's kind of a wish list thing. Uh, but I, I really think that they show just something new. Uh, uh, recently, I saw that uh, the GameStop system actually has a ton of Nintendo Switch games available for pre-order that are just available SKUs. Uh, 23 to be exact? Yeah, there's a ton of them. And these are like full price games. They're not indie games. Uh, there was like even one in there with a $200 uh, d- deluxe edition. So there are some big things coming to the Switch that haven't been announced yet because Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, and Pokemon all of those are already in the system, so it's not those. These are things we have no idea about yet, and uh, I, I think somewhere in there we get a brand new IP. I think that's a safe bet. I, you know, they've got a lot of stuff going on, but no like huge oh my god wow factors that mm-hmm. they haven't already kind of described and or talked about. And E three is traditionally a place that Nintendo usually has something in their pocket. Uh, even though that they're not as involved uh, as heavily as the other companies, uh, usually they've got something going on. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're uh, right on there. I, I will say, just to add to that anecdotally, uh, we do have that new IP from um, uh, Game Freak uh, called Town, uh, oh, I think yeah. is the working title. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that gets heavily detailed as well. Yeah, you know, they, they announced that last year, and they haven't said anything about it since then. It's been only Pokemon, and as we mentioned last week, uh, there's been a lot of Pokemon news over the last year. So, uh, yeah, no, I would be very surprised if they don't go further into town. Uh, Joel, what's your second prediction? Uh, my second prediction is that <clears throat> Nintendo's going to go uh, in deep detail about Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game. Mm-hmm. that has recently been in beta. I think it's in beta until tomorrow in Japan. But I think oh, they're going to go deeper too, into that. Isn't it? For Android users? I'm not sure. 
I, I know there's some kind of Android thing going on. Uh, yeah, I don't areas. have an Android, so I'm not sure. But either way, I think they're going to dive deep into that and kind of give us, you know, tell us why we should care about it. Why and, we uh, should give them all our money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm. Because this is something like, I mean, E3 is covered by, you know, news outlets too, not just gaming news outlets. So, mm-hmm. and being on a mobile device, like cell phones, that's a huge deal for most news I don't know, for, for like the mainstream to see, oh, there's a Mario Kart game and I can play it on my phone. So I could easily see that being something like it's in beta right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know for everybody. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, I'm, I I, uh, I didn't get into the beta because there was like a very specific thing I had to do to get in. And I was like, ah, not worth the effort. Uh, but I mean, I love Mario Kart. I, I'm definitely excited to give it a try, even though... There's been some things about the game already that I heard that I'm not too keen on, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, something, something with the steering, I think, was weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a bit odd, but we'll see when it comes out. Connor, what's your prediction? Hmm. Nintendo's always a hard one to even talk about, uh, to be honest, is... Uh, they, they have such wild card uh, stuff that happens at their events... Uh, if mm-hmm. I had to guess on something else, um, I think that maybe we see a little bit more of an expansion of the partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft. Uh, I don't know in what format, uh, how that shakes out. I don't think we see anything as crazy as Game Pass now available on Switch, uh, but maybe just a, a bit of an but expansion to... There were rumors. There's a chance. This is true. This is true. So uh, I would like to see what comes out of that. I don't know that we get a lot of info there or any info at all, but um, that's something I would like to see, and it's possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm definitely there with the uh, if we get the big Xbox Live to Switch or Game Pass to Switch announcement, that, that gets followed with the Banjo-Kazooie or whatever. I think the second character is from a Microsoft thing so uh, yeah. i think that just goes hand in hand together and they announced some really cool stuff there yeah if that happens i also see them announcing the whole achievement system yeah. being available oh yes let's go <laughs> that would be fantastic yeah, would be... i'm super into that you know maybe even some other ips making the crossover to the nintendo platform you know we had cuphead already mm-hmm. uh, which had a very very tight relationship with microsoft even though it wasn't a first party title um I uh, I don't know. Sky's the limit here. Uh, there was a rumor quite a while ago that uh, Ori in the Blind Forest was gonna be coming to the Switch. So that is one we could see, and it it fits right in there with the Cuphead kind of thing. That that would be a perfect fit for it on the Switch. Um, my next prediction is uh, quite a while ago we saw some rumors about a Star Fox Grand Prix game that's supposed to be kind of like Diddy Kong Racing and that Retro were making it. Uh, I think it gets announced here, and it comes out sometime this year because I think they really just want to get it done with so they can focus full-time on Metroid Prime 4. Uh, We just see it here. They announce it, give us a release date, and uh, everyone gets all excited because Retro's making another game. That's all I got. (laughs) Uh, Joel, what you got for a wish list from Nintendo? Um, for my wish list, I I'm hoping for a Metroid Prime. Um, like 
I don't know what it would be called. Not necessarily, I guess a remaster of the original three. Yeah, because, I mean, this has kind of been rumored in the past. I don't know if it was really rumored or if people just wanted it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with like the uh, with them announcing a few months back that the new Metroid Prime game is kind of delayed and because they had to restart, I think that this would be a very smart move for them to get the name out there to like the younger generation who have Switches now that never played those old ones. Yeah, I never gave those games a try. If it came to Switch, I would give it a try really fast. Uh, I definitely would like the give it a try. Uh, I do think though that if they didn't announce it back then when they announced that prime four was being um delayed and completely started over on i don't think we see it this year if at all um i think we yeah i just don't see it coming if they didn't announce it then to give us like some good news i i think it's got to happen eventually whether it's a remaster or if it's i don't know some sort of virtual console thing but because like i mean think of how many younger kids have switches like why why would they care about a metroid prime four you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah. If they don't have previous consoles. I mean, because most parents nowadays, like, yeah, like me, us three are gamers, our generation, but there's a lot of people that didn't game, and so they don't have these older consoles and these older games. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I think that that would be cool, because I would love to try those games out. No, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I would like it. Uh, Connor, what is your wish list for Nintendo. The number one thing that I want from Nintendo here that I have been wanting and asking for uh, for however long the Switch has been out now is GameCube. A sniper to take out Todd Howard. Yes, uh, GameCube (laughs) Virtual Console. I just want to be able to play all of the awesome games that are on the GameCube, on my Switch. It's a perfect fit. Just make it happen. There's so much good stuff in that library. I honestly toss around the idea from time to time of just going and buying a GameCube, but then I remember how expensive the games are, and so I don't do it. Uh, but I would love to be able to play some of the older Zelda titles, uh, you know, Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness. Uh, I would just love to be able to dive back into that, and that would be huge. I honestly don't think we're going to get it, uh, as they seem to be very future-focused, but um, that's my my number one wish. Yeah, no, uh this isn't going to be my pick, but I definitely wish for just Super Nintendo, Game Boy, N64, GameCube. I want all of them to come to the uh, whatever they're going to call it. It's not the eShop now, but uh, I just want that Nintendo Switch Online service to just run all of those. It's what I want. Give me at least one of those, and I will be very happy this year. Uh, we've only heard thousands and thousands of rumors about it happening in leaks. Just give me something here, and I will be ecstatic uh but my real wish list is something i think i asked for last year as well and i we're not getting it because we have Link's awakening coming out this year but i just want a complete uh collection of all the 3d zeldas on my switch oh yes god it would be so amazing i want that that that, that would be great uh, we're not getting it, but man, I want it so bad. Give me I... Skyward Sword so I don't have to deal with the shitty motion controls and can just mm-hmm. play the game the way God intended. Yep. But yeah, I I would run through Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask again. Uh, Wind Waker, I love. I would go through that again. Uh, I have Twilight Princess for my GameCube. I just need to hook up my GameCube and play it, but I would play it through my Switch. I... Oh, man, it would be so amazing to just have every single 3D Zelda on the Switch. And then in the future, you can run another one where you, like, 
give all the 2D Zeldas as well. Ah, oh, man, I just... Give me more Zelda on the Switch. <laughs> I'm always asking for more. Oh, okay. Uh, this is kind of a final uh, prediction thing for me as well. I think Cadence of Hyrule is releasing the day of the stream. Because I really want that game. And we know it's coming in June sometime. But, do you guys have anything else to say on that? On Nintendo? Not on uh, Nintendo specifically. So. Oh, man. E3 is a big show. I'm already tired just talking about it. I'm excited, though. Let's get the most going, boys. I'm so, I'm so... Okay, before we sign off here, I know we are running a bit long here, but I just wanted to kind of bring up something with you guys because before, I thought this wasn't possible at all. Do you think a Sony state of play happens anytime around E3, like within the next couple weeks? I think so. I think so as well. What about you, Connor? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say okay. we don't get one. And I'll tell you why. Uh, just to sum it up real quick, you know, I feel like Death Stranding is something you save for a state of play uh, and talk about there. Uh, and with news of Last of Us 2 getting pushed back, I think that maybe there was a state of play uh, slated for this time period. Uh, but from the looks of it, uh, it's probably been dispersed and disbanded, and I don't think we're going to get one. Okay. But I- I'm kind of with you there as well, but I'm actually on the other end as well, where I'm like, they just showed off Death Stranding. Like, they could show more of it and then also bring out some more stuff and just have the surprise, hey, this Thursday, state of play, here you go. Um, it's just something I could see happening. Not really anything I want from it or anything. Just I, I was very surprised that we got such a deep dive into Death Stranding and that it was coming this year. But, whatever. But, that is the end of episode 63 of the Pixel Street Podcast, our E3 2019 edition. Uh, that was a very long show, and as you can tell from my voice, I am wiped out. Uh, today, Connor Cop, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Birch. that's Birch with no I, as well as Mixer. I stream from time to time uh, under Birch, again, with no I. Uh, I do have one final question for you, gentlemen, but I will save that for after your sign-offs. Okay. Um, also, should point out, me and Connor were playing Split Splitgate Arena Warfare the other night. We should be playing it again sometime here soon, so definitely check out our um, his mixer, my Twitch. Joel, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Campos63. Uh, same with on Mixer, Mixer.com slash Campos63. I actually had a very successful stream the other day playing Fallout 76. Because uh, me and my friends went and dropped the nuke uh, for the first time. Nice. So I had, on average, 20 people watching for like five hours straight. So it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, go check out my Mixer stream there. Uh, you can find my writing on Culture of Gaming. So yeah. All right. And I am John Hansen. You can find me at Revex Shadows on Twitter. I am covering a ton of E3 stuff for multiple sites. Uh, Culture of Gaming, where Joel's writing now as well. I will be doing live streams for multiple of those conferences. Uh, I am also covering the Nintendo Direct, the Pokemon Direct uh, on Wednesday. So just check Culture of Gaming. Check uh, ClubPenguinHero.com. I have a couple other sites that I'm about to start writing for as well. Lots of stuff coming up. Uh, check my YouTube, Revic Shadows, or YouTube.com slash JohnJW92, where I should hopefully be putting up another E3 prediction video. But we will see. Connor, what did you have for us? So as we sign off and learn our final moments of this long podcast, 
I don't want you to expand on it at all. I just want to know a short, quick answer. What is your most hype, uh, the game that you want to see the absolute most out of this entire week? Uh, what is it? Uh, and just that we know we're getting that we that we're aware of. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Joel. Halo, Halo Infinite for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on there. Halo Infinite. Uh, yeah, just Halo Infinite. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cyberpunk 2077. My body is ready. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about that at yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think we just kind of expect that we're going to see a lot of it. But regardless, we're running really long here. Let's call it quits. Thanks so much for watching. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Go find us on any podcast service. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm John Hansen, Joel Campos, Connor Cop. We're out. Bye. Love you. <laughs>